1: following is a presentation of smallcapvoice.com. Today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, smallcapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith.
2: Welcome one, welcome all, once again to this online business briefing geared to the small cap and micro cap investors. This is Stuart Smith with your online business briefing. We're welcoming back to the show Terratech Corp. They're traded under the ticker symbol TR. TC and specifically we're speaking to the chief executive officer of TerraTech Derek Peterson Derek how are you doing today I'm great, Stuart. Thanks. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to stop by and speak with us once again. Now, listeners, I do want to point out to you, we do have an o- earlier audio interview with the company, and in that interview, we go over the basic building blocks, the business model, the markets for the company, as well as their technologies, their management teams, and their outlook for 2013. In this audio interview, Derek, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start off with kind of a state of the union as it relates to the medical marijuana market. There's been some recent news from people well-known people like Attorney General Eric Holder as well as CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta and uh, you know a surprising reversal if you will from Dr. Gupta let's start with this let's talk a little bit about the effect that may have on the medical marijuana market.
1: Yeah, Stuart, those were a couple uh, pretty critical shifts we saw from a public perspective over the last couple weeks. And let me begin by maybe just discussing uh, holder uh, attempting to re-examine the methodology by which we incarcerate people in this country. So we have what they call mandatory minimum sentences. Uh, and in the medical cannabis industry, it's caused quite a concern for people that are looking to, A, invest, and for others that are looking to actually get involved in different companies, whether they're operating a dispensary or commercial grow or a company that's a, a peripheral service company. But these mandatory minimums exist around plant counts and certain weights associated with uh, cannabis production. So if you have over 500 plants, or you have over 1,000 plants, you have over 100 plants, the federal government and the prosecution is basically uh, forced to give you what they call mandatory minimums associated with those particular crimes. The fact that they're going to reexamine the methods and the ways that we incarcerate and perhaps ease those back substantially to me, it's just an additional domino that begins to be tipped over in this pursuit of uh, removing prohibition altogether.
2: Well, then, what about what Dr. Sanjay Gupta had to say as well? He made kind of a stunning reversal himself. Uh, talk to me about what your thoughts are as, as it relates to Dr. Gupta's admission.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was extremely interesting to us for multiple reasons. Number one, he had the opposite stance several years ago. I think it was in a Time magazine. Uh, uh, article that he he had penned uh, several years back where he said, uh, I think effectively, that he didn't view medical cannabis as having any medical uh, properties associated with it or benefits associated with patients. So the fact that he made a complete reversal, number one, and acknowledged a lot of the studies that are taking place throughout the world globally was very powerful. Gupta is a very renowned doctor, obviously, because of his position uh, on CNN. Um, And he's also a figurehead for the medical community. So the fact that somebody like that's made a drastic shift and put his reputation on the line speaks volumes, in our opinion, to the medical benefit associated with with cannabis. You know, we're seeing two two things happening in the industry right now. We're seeing medical cannabis continue to make its advancements. We're talking 20 states right now, uh, plus D.C., But uh, we have, you know, a couple states that have pushed the recreational front as well, and I think we're going to see over time a stronger and and a a more deliberate push towards uh, recreational usage across the country as well. But in our opinion, these are the dominoes that we start to see tip in in what we perceive as the beginning parts of the beginning stages at the ending of the prohibition. What it looks like at the end of the day is, is anybody's guess, but... Whether it's full uh, recreational usage or whether it's uh, a broader uh, legalization associated with medical cannabis, who knows? But the fact is we're gaining momentum, it feels like, and uh, that's, again, going to open up floodgates and allow providers, distributors, manufacturers, uh, people on the peripheral companies, uh, equipment companies, service companies to to flourish because the the environment is essentially going to become more palatable for more and more people to invest and more and more people to get involved.
2: Well, I think that's a great assessment of the medical marijuana market, but one of the things that I've always appreciated about yourself as a guest and your company, Terratech, is that you're not a one-trick pony. There's so much more going on with your company in relation to how many different revenue streams it has coming in. You are definitely not just tied to the medical cannabis market, and this press release bears fruit to that truth. Here it is, August twentieth, 2013, uh, ticker symbol once again to find this news, TRTC. Teratech releases Q2 Financials, and reports record revenues, a 700% increase versus comparable period in 2012. Second quarter gross revenues rises to $665,000. Now you have a lot in here about edible gardens as well as Palm Creek produce, but before we get into that, let's talk about the drivers for these numbers. Go ahead, Derek.
1: Yes, Stuart, we're really excited about the quarter. Uh, it really validates for us the acquisition that we had made earlier in the year with Edible Garden Corp, and, and we're really excited about what the future holds with, with this particular division. A lot of people don't talk about and, and they see us as a one-trick pony, a medical cannabis company, but the agricultural side for us, the traditional produce production is, is going to be one of our main drivers right now going forward over the next several years. Edible Gardens right now, the brand is throughout the Northeast and, and close to 400 uh, grocery stores and major names like Shop, ShopRite and uh, Food Emporium and D'Agostino's and places like that. So we've got big, great penetration in the Northeast, and that's really what's uh, been the catalyst for the, the growth we saw in this uh, Q2 report we just put out throughout, throughout the Florida arena for them. So we're trying to establish and attempting to establish those same type structures throughout the country. Ultimately, we want Edible Garden to be a national brand but a national brand made up of local growers. So if you buy it in Colorado, you know you're getting a certain standard, you know you're getting a certain quality, but at the same time, you know it's grown by a farmer that exists within a few-hour drive from the shopping center that you're buying it from.
2: Well, and finally, there's an update on the five-acre facility in Belvedere, New Jersey. And to find out (laughs) and look at this, go to Facebook.com forward slash edible farms that link of course is available in this press release also i should give out the company's website again terratechcorp.com well finally derek you're going to be holding an open house for the shareholders and a meet and greet with the management team this is going to happen again in belvedere it sounds like to me tell me a little bit about this event what could a shareholder expect by attending
1: well, we're opening up the greenhouse facility that's just adjacent to where we're doing the five-acre construction for that day on September 18th. Wednesday, between the hours of 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock, uh, most of the key executives will be there that day. We'll leave it the Open house investors can come when they would like to come, anytime between that time frame. And we have tours set up uh, throughout the facility so they'll be able to see the production of the uh, produce. They'll be able to see the packaging, the supply chain. They'll be able to talk with us, ask any questions, and basically interact and understand what they've invested in. I'm, you know, Just like everybody else, I'm a passive investor in other companies, and it's very important for me, and it's very important for our management team that our investors have the ability to come out and understand and feel and touch it, exactly what it is that we do. And we want them to understand the, the acquisition that we just made with Edible Garden. Most importantly, we want them to see the brand, see what it encompasses, and ultimately um, gain a level of comfort associated with it.
2: Well, if you'd like to attend this or would like to just receive more information about it, contact the company's Investor Relations. That's Bill Clayton at Independence Financial Limited, 888-603-2896. Well, Derek, as a follow-up question, I want to know if the company has any intent now or in the future on cultivating hemp and cannabis. What are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> we actually uh, we get asked that quite a bit, Stuart, so... How I normally answer people is, listen, in, in a in an environment where the federal government uh, gives companies in the industry the go-ahead, whether that's a reclassification or whether that's a decriminalization altogether, we would be happy to be in a position where we're able to commercial not only medical cannabis or recreational cannabis, if the environment dictates, uh, but also industrial hemp, which we import pretty much most of our supply in this country from Canada uh, and China. And that in and of itself is a, is a potential huge commodity. Uh, that this country could be reaping the benefits of. Uh, but uh, again, once the uh, federal government uh, changes the laws, we, uh, we're we cultivators. We're agricultural people, and whether we're growing basil, uh, parsley, oregano, hemp, or cannabis, we will uh, we'll build, build out an infrastructure that would support any endeavor uh, in the future, depending on what the environment looks like.
2: Well, Derek, thanks for your time here today. Any closing thoughts or comments for the shareholders and listeners?
1: Again, we're we're excited about the quarter. We're extremely excited about 2014, and we're we're really interested in uh, the turnout for the open house come September. We really want an opportunity for the investors to come out, like I said, not only to see the current facility and the production, but what it seems they're most interested in right now and what our biggest growth driver is for 2014 is the, uh, the construction of the five acres, which is just adjacent to the property. So we're also very interested to them and, and, and excited about them being able to come out and see the progress that we've made since we've... You know, acquired Edible Garden uh, back in April. Um, It's a pretty massive structure. It's very impressive. It's it's an amazing site, and I think uh, shareholders will be very interested to see what the growth plan is for 2014.
2: Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time here today at smallcapvoice.com. Derek, we expect great things from you and your company. And listeners, hey, it's a great time to go out and meet this management team. So once again, if you're interested, this press release came out August 21st. Use that ticker symbol TRTC or just reach out to Bill Clayton at 888-603-2896. Thanks, Derek.
0: Thanks, Stuart. Appreciate you having us on. Take care.
2: All right. For Derek Peterson, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.
0: Smallcapvoice.com today's leader in investor relations, capital formation and retail support provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at smallcapvoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger